here. And Lord, we just are so grateful that we give back to you. So Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come and give your offering. And Pastor Gerald's got this great song he's playing right now. It's called Philadelphia Freedom. The and King it's of not freedom. the one by Elton John. Not that one. We're here as heralds of the King. We are here as heralds of the King. And His message and His verdict, His decree. Stand up with me. I want to, we're going to pray some more here in a minute. I'm going to ask some of you to help me. I'm going to ask David to pray here in a minute. David, if you'll come down. There's a lot of things going on in our country. But are you proud to be an American? You know, only 30, 39% now say they're proud to be an American. Come on, we need to keep standing up. Let me read this, and David's going to pray for our country. 
But this past week, our Secretary of State, uh, Bilkin, had meetings and talks with, with Iran, and they failed to stop Iran from building nuclear bombs. Iran wouldn't agree. Now, Israel will not tolerate that. They will not have their worst enemy that have threatened to annihilate them with nuclear power. So if any of that happens, don't think that's over there. We'll be involved. <clears throat> I understand there's always been wars. But it's been a long time since there's been one on this soil. But they all affect us. And you know what I, I thought as we played, played that first song? I want those little kids and those that are going to be born to live in the America I grew up in. But I want them to live in the kingdom of God that God wants us to have. David's going to pray for our country. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, we give you thanks for these United States of America, Lord. Still the greatest nation on earth. We see a lot of people trying to get in, not too many trying to get out. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our country and to be a citizen of this nation. We thank you, Lord, that at the very inception Amen. of this nation that our President George Washington and the leaders met in a little church there in, in New York City and made a covenant with you made a covenant with you and you are a covenant keeping God and we just cry out to you Lord and on the basis of that covenant we cry out for your mercy we cry out for your justice Lord to bring about the, the changes that need to be brought about and we thank you Lord that our nation can be reunited through revival we just pray for revival fires to break out in every state, Lord, every state. And unite us, Lord, in revival, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, keep standing. Let me read you some more. <clears throat> Walt Disney Company has lost nearly $900 million on their recent movies. Also, they own ESPN. ESPN has just announced a massive on-air talent cut of 20 stars and hoping to save tens of millions as, Dim as Disney hemorrhages money. The United States' medium age has dropped to almost 40 compared to the medium age being 35 in 2030 in 1980. That's because some of us are li living longer, but we're not having as many children raised up. We need more babies. I'll tell you, I know there's one coming. Praise God. Amen. New York City drag marchers chant, we're coming for your children. LB, all that group, activists marching in New York City at the annual Drag Queen Parade chanted, 
We're here, we're clear, and we're coming for your children. And New York becomes a sanctuary state for transgender children and will not arrest anyone who performs child sex change surgeries. And their, their governor, Kathy <clears throat> Hartill, has signed legislation into law that has made the state a sanctuary for those who have illegally given children sex change drugs, hormones, or surgery. Tulsa. School board member, Miss Ashley, was asked to speak at a Tulsa high school graduation, and she prayed for 18 seconds of blessings over the students. And they're just having a hemorrhage about how bad that was. That's getting closer, isn't it? Erica, would you pray for our children in this nation and these things that are going on in that? Come on, pray with her. We need to believe. Father, we come before you because these are our babies. Lord, you gave them to us. You ask us to raise them up. And so, Lord, I, I give them to you, Lord. I put them at your feet, Lord. You are capable of protecting them. But, Lord, give us the wisdom. Give us the strength. Give us the backbone. And give us the mouth to speak out against the garbage that's coming against them, Lord. Lord, we stand against any scheme that would come to rob them of their innocence. They would come to rob them of their future. They would come to rob them of their calling to you, Lord. Lord, I lift our babies up to you, Lord, and I thank you that you have loosed your angels around them, Lord. And I pray that that would increase even more. And, Lord, that mamas would get smart and they would hear your, your voice and protect them in situations that they aren't actually seeing, Lord. I pray that it, it, it will just be an unction that comes forth, Lord. I ask you, Lord, that you would give the daddies, give them a backbone to stand up against the mamas who don't want to let them discipline, Lord, and to give them strength to endure and strength to walk out your plan and purpose, Lord. Give these daddies wisdom, wisdom, Lord, so that they hear you, Lord, and they speak over their kids and they speak life into their kids. They speak to their future, and they bless them, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this country that was built on your principles Amen. and your foundation, Amen. Lord. And we exalt you over this nation, Lord. The banner of this nation is Jesus. No other God but Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for the revival that's coming through these children, Lord. And I pray that we all have the heart of a child and come before you. In Jesus' name, amen. Anyone else got a word or want to pray into this? You can be seated. I had one other thing on that list. <clears throat> the cost of raising a medium-sized dog to the age of 11 costs you $16,000, you know. <laughs> That's what I read this week, all those things. <laughs> Leah, put up that scripture, I press on. <clears throat> I press on so that I may lay hold 
of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Think about that. And I challenge you with that. Have you found out why you're here? You, you were not an accident. You were not. You were God's idea. And I challenge you with that. There are so many people going through life just trying to get by because they haven't converged with what God is doing. They haven't found out their, their reason. Why? And if you're born again, why has God laid hold of you? I mean, He's, he's chosen all of us to be His children. He gives us life. We're His idea. But then He gives us the right to refuse Him or to say, God, take my life and do with it what you want to do. That's being born again. Your mother can't save you. Your grandma can't save you. Being baptized as a baby don't save you. You as a, a person have to make that decision personally. And when you make that decision and ask Jesus Christ to come in your life, He lays hold of you for a purpose. I challenge you with that. Have you found that purpose? Or are you just seeing what you can accumulate and how much, how, what a good time me and mine can have? Listen, I pray you and yours have a good time. I'm for all that. But no king but Jesus. Anything that means more to you than your relationship with Jesus is an idol whether it's your family or your hobby or whatever it is. There's so many Christians enslaved. I continue to pray the God against the God of this world. I mean, Jesus has defeated him. But he is a deceiver. He's a deceiver. And there's so many Christians blinded to what God has for them because they're more interested in their thoughts than they are His. They're, you're more interested in your kids than they are His son. He gets quiet on that one. But that's where we all live. I can't ask God to send your kids to the mission field if I'm not willing for Him to send mine. We're His idea. We're here for His purpose. We're here to enlarge His kingdom. I mean, he, he wants us to have fun. He wants us to enjoy things. But He wants to be the Lord of it. It's, we're His idea. I, I challenge you with that. There's always been wars. There's always been battles going on. Scripture says there's nothing new under the sun. I couldn't understand when I was a little boy following my grandpa around why I always had to listen to the news of the night. I read you the news I read this week while ago. <laughs> Let me read you a statement by Clarence Thomas. And we need to keep praying for a governor, government. And he is a great Supreme Court justice. And we need to pray for him. They're trying to get him out of there. But due to one of the Recent votes, just recently, this is what Clarence Thomas demolished another justice, Miss uh, Jackson. 
He said, her defense on race-based admission, <clears throat> he came against it with a blistering response. Justice Jackson's race-infused worldview falls flat at every step. Individuals are the sum of their unique experiences, challenges, and accomplishments. <clears throat> what matters is not the barriers they face, but how they choose to confront them. <clears throat> how do you can choose to confront what God has placed before you? Excuse me. <clears throat> There's not a person in here that doesn't have something in your life that you wish wasn't there. You're fighting a battle of some kind. The prophets are speaking. Some of the prophets that we listen to, Dutch and Tim Sheets, Chuck Pierce and others, are predicting a lot of things that are coming up. And I'm going to read you a scripture about that in a minute. But they're talking about America, the things that are coming that are going to shake us the next three months. Well, we need to heed that. We need to be ready for that. Whether it's most of, if most of Americans, 90, I know it's at least 90% of Americans don't have $1,000 in savings. You ought to have enough to get by for three months. We don't know what's coming. Now, and that's not doom and gloom. We're supposed to, to have the answer to life. We're to be ready to help those that can't make it. Listen, they're all around us. They're all around us. I want to read you a statement from, from Robert Hunt. <clears throat> and Robert Hunt was a chaplain from England that came to the United States and came to Jamestown in 1607. This declaration that I'm going to read was made by Reverend Robert Hunt, a clergyman of the Church of England, who with a ship full of believers, colonists, came to America in 1607, <clears throat> landing at Cape Henry, Virginia. Before disembarking the ship, I don't know how long it took to come over here, but to imagine to be right there and be parked and then stay on the ship. They stayed on the ship for three days to pray and fast before they set foot on the shore. He then led them in a worship service in which they dedicated America to the Lord. And this covenant still stands. And they made a covenant with America and the Lord. They made a wooden cross out of parts of the ship and erected it there as a memorial. He did this in 1607 at the age of 38. And here's his declaration. 
we hereby dedicate this land and ourselves to reach the people within these shores with the gospel of Jesus Christ and to raise up a godly generation after us and with these generations take the kingdom of God to all the earth. May this covenant of dedication remain to all generations as long as the earth remains. And may this land, along with England, be evangelist to the world. May all who see this cross remember what we have done here. And may those who come here to inhabit join us in this covenant and in this most noble work that the Holy Scriptures may be fulfilled. From these very shores, the gospel shall go forth, not only to this new world, but the entire world. <clears throat> we have seen that happen. Then they read Psalms 22, verses 27 and 28, which says, All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the king." Kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee, for the kingdom is the Lord, and he rules among the nations, and he still rules today. 1607, he died one year later, age of 39. There's been a price paid for this country. There's people serving our country today. And we've got to enjoy the benefits. But it's time for the ecclesia, not just the church, because that's a multitude of people. <clears throat> but the ecclesia of God are those who are born again and called out to carry forth commissions like this. And I decree you're here. That's why you're here. That's why you're a part of us. <clears throat> and that's what God wants us to do. What if someone comes threatening to break in? What, what if someone comes threatening your family? You have no thought about not defending that. My dad in World War II <clears throat> didn't get drafted, but he really thought he was a conscientious objector. And somebody talked to him about it, and he said, well, but what if it come to your family? Would you defend it? Well, certainly I would. And he began to see the difference then. But we have just let so many things slide and slide and slide because we were still okay. Listen, America's in a teeter-totter place right now. And other than God, we'd be a third-world country. And that is the, that's Satan's plan, but it's not God's plan. And I declare it's not going to happen because we're going to raise up and we're going to be the army that God has called us to be. It, this is enough right here. It, it doesn't take a big multitude. We are enough. And Lord, we just bless you and thank you. What if they're breaking into your house? What if they're after your stuff? What are you going to do? You know, there's an old story about two good old boys 
downtown one day and they run into one another. They both walk to town. They live in the kind of the same general area and all at once they see black smoke coming from over that area. Well, they just turned and both ran for home. And they round the corner where they can see it a little better. It says one of them sped up and the other one slowed down. Guess whose house was on fire? Well, let me tell you, this house is on fire. America is on fire. The White House is on fire. We are in trouble in this nation because of violating the Word of God. We're to be yoked with the Word of God. The Word of God is our light. We're led by the Spirit, but we, we read the Word. We study the Word. We get the Word of God in us so we know how to what's good and excellent and the perfect will of God is. He, it's God's will for you to know what's coming. He, that is who God is. Now in America, it's our house that's burning and only God can put out the fire that he has started. He has started it. Now here's a verse for you. Amos 3, 6. The other morning I just, I'm getting ready to read my Bible. You know, when I just open it, if it opens somewhere, I'll just kind of look at that. And I wrote those verses down. <clears throat> this is those verses. If a trumpet is blown in a city, will not the people tremble? If a calamity occurs in a city, has not the Lord done it? Now, is that a scripture? Is that as true as John 3, 16? Listen, I said this the other day, and I, I didn't mean it bad. I said Tulsa got judged. I, why we didn't, we just got graced. They got judged. Was that not a calamity? The enemy is trying to bring a calamity into this nation. It says, if a calamity occurs in the city, has not the Lord done it? Well, it's the same as the nation. It's the same as in our lives. But now, not everything that happens to you is because of sin. Life happens. But surely the Lord, God, does nothing unless he reveals his secret counsel to his servants, the prophets. Any prophets in the house? Well, there's some. God tells somebody so they can proclaim it. Prophets proclaim it, then that's what I say. They can come and proclaim things, but then the pastor or the apostle has to implement it. The prophets are proclaiming some difficult or different times coming in the next three months. We need, we need to heed that. It says, A lion is roared, who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can prophesy? Listen, we need the gifts, all the gifts of God in the body of Christ. And God is, those gifts are in this house, and I call them forth. And sometimes we ask for a word. Listen, it's not about who can pray the loudest or the longest. 
I gave a guy a word the other day. I said, just don't be so serious. Dixie had an appointment. I sat there and I'm one, I got thinking. I said, Lord, give me something for this lady. He said, ask her about her kids. We walked out of the room. Dixie walked off. I mean, she was a nice lady, but we didn't have any, oh, how are you, how are you, da, 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 all that stuff. I said, how's your children? You know, she was like, oh, what? I mean, she lit up like a Christmas tree. Did I talk to you about my kids? I said, no. Well, why'd you ask? I said, I asked God to give me something for it. She said, well, you got anything else? I said, no. I mean, that was a word. How's your kids? Don't think you've got to have the solution. You just may have a message. You won't have the... It's not a counseling time. But the Word of God is alive and quick. The Word of God is within you. God hadn't forgot you. He hadn't forgot about your needs. <clears throat> See, that's why I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I have laid hold of by Christ Jesus. I've, I've been in several business and things in my life. <clears throat> There's three times in businesses I've thought I've laid hold of what God has for me. I thought that was what it was. But you know what? Something comes along and it changes and he moves you. Say he moves you. Come on. If you think you're so settled and locked into what God's got for you, get over it. There's more. There's more. I don't care how long you've been there. There's more. There might be something else. I promise you, it'll be a move up in the kingdom of God. He's calling you. Where you've been is a learning process to get to know God. It's a process. It's a process. I asked that lady that I was talking about, to ask her about her kids. Uh, I said, uh, are you in a church? Oh, no, I'm spiritual, but I'm not in church. See, the world is full of people that confess to be a Christian. We're not to judge them, but you can judge the fruit of their lives. What's the, what's the evidence? And you have friends all around you. They say, oh, yeah, you know, and you know maybe they go to even, they may even go to church, and I'm not against their church. Just ask them what God's doing for them. Ask them what you can pray with them about. Tell them, what God, tell them what God's doing for you. Tell them, we heard a guy talk Sunday. God blessed him. I mean, he's blessed you. Now, nobody in here starved out this week. Come on, we're blessed. We're just griping and complaining about stuff. But if you found out why God has laid hold of you, I pray the Holy Spirit of God penetrates your heart. You see why Jesus Christ went to the cross for you. Why did he go? He went to redeem us all. But it's not for us just to say, 
I'm saved now to hell with everything else. I can go do what I want to do. That is not right. If you're born again, He will not leave you alone. He'll keep dealing with you till you want to get it right or He'll take you out. And where you go, I don't know. But I know one thing, you're going to meet Him. And I'd rather be right with Him when I meet Him than to just say, oh, I had a great time. Hope I make it. Listen, the church world is full of that. There's as much sin in the church as there is in the world. What's wrong with it? But I praise God for you that that are fighting the good fight. That you know how to how to be led by the Spirit. You know the Word. You know how to be who God's called you to be. Why? What has He laid hold of you for? Lord's going to call some of you to do some other things. Keep asking, seeking, knock, that conversion process. Psalms 1, I read this yesterday. Verse 23. No, excuse me. Proverbs 1, 23. It says, Turn to my reproof. You know, there are reproofs in life that you need to just stop and say, God, you're, you're trying to slow me down, turn me around. It says, turn to my reproof, and behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I'll pour out my spirit on you. I'll make my words known to you. Has he been making his words known to you? <clears throat> Psalms uh, 51.10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. That's who God is. He's drawn us to Him. Let me see if I can close with this passage. In Philippians chapter 3, I want to start with verse 7. This is the Apostle Paul that wrote about two-thirds of the New Testament. He had violated the word of God in every, in every way. And yet God saved him and changed him. And he says, Whatever things were gained to me, those things I've counted as lost for the sake of Christ. In other words, the things he'd gained in the world, he lost them. He was somebody in the world. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing view, the value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, with whom I have suffered the loss of all things. I count them but rubbish, so that I may gain Christ, and may be found in Him. Not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. If you're suffering, you need to understand that being conformed to his death in order that I may attain 
to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained it or have already became perfect. But I press on so I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not record myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. <clears throat> you can't let your past control you. If anyone had a past, the Apostle Paul did. He knew he'd had Christians killed for serving the Jesus that he'd just met. You talk about having trouble believing you're, believing you're really forgiven. Paul worked through that. He said, I find nothing wrong on my conscience. He had, I mean, the Word of God says when we ask God to forgive us, He forgives us. When you're born again, you get forgiven. But when we as Christians sin, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He knew he was forgiven. But yet he wanted to lay hold of that for which God had for him. And it's not for you to be a wandering generality just going through life with no purpose or cause. There is a cause. And the answer is in the person of Jesus Christ. Everything you're looking for is in Him. I want all of Him, but you know what? It was a, a real awakening when I realized He wanted all of me. I just wanted Him to be able to take me to heaven. I wanted to have the assurance of that. I had no idea He wanted to guide my life. And listen, His plan has been so much better than mine. I got saved as a kid, but I made that decision to make him Lord as my early 30s. I didn't say I'd never sinned since then, but I said I've tried to walk it out with him. It's a process, but it's worth it. And today, we're thankful to live in this nation. And I'm thankful for those that have paid a price. But God's more concerned about his kingdom and his son being Lord than he is about America. I mean, you look at Israel, the apple of his eye, and you look what they have been through hell many times. They were in captive, captivity one time 70 years. You think that couldn't happen to America? You think God wouldn't do it? Billy Graham's wife said years ago, if God doesn't judge America, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. But I just challenge you today, have you found that thing for which God has laid hold of you? And there's somebody God's really speaking to about that. I don't care who baptized you. Even me. That doesn't save you. 
realizing that you're lost and you need Jesus Christ to come into your life and asking Him to forgive you and to be your Lord, that's what saves you. The blood of Jesus saves you. No person. If you've never come to personally know that you've really, well, I've, I've kind of accepted Him. No, there's got to be a time you know you've met with God. That He's come into your life and your, your life ought to change. Today could be that day. It can happen that quick. All you've got to do is say, yes, Jesus. And maybe you're like me. I got so away from God. You can come back to God. We just ask for forgiveness. Let Him be the Lord He says He is. I promise you His plan is good. He'll fulfill His plan for you. It's so much better than the plan you have for your life. You may be on, I'm not saying you'll have to change jobs. I don't know what he'll do. But it'll be good if you'll just say, yes, Lord. Somebody today, listen, if it's for one person, it's worth it all. To say yes to Jesus, but there's more than one. What's the reason for which he has laid hold of you? Jackson, stand up here. Just take my hand. See, I've laid hold of him. I call him my son. He's a spiritual son. I've been praying for him while he was sick because I said, Lord, we need him here. But he's got a purpose. See, I've laid hold of him for a purpose. Why is God, thank you, why has God laid hold of you? Have you found that place where God, why God's laid hold of you? Are you fulfilling that place where He has laid hold of you? Let's stand. If there's any doubt in your life of whether you've been born again, you need to come let Jesus save you today. And listen, I understand I've been through that many times. Lord, we just want what you want. I call in today. See, it's God's will that nobody go to hell. But a lot of people choose to go to hell by refusing to say yes to Jesus Christ. So today's a good day. Just come and say, I want to make Jesus my Lord, my Savior. You can be part of the church or you don't have to be part of the church. Just come. Make that public decision. He said, if you'll confess me before others, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. And if you're away from God, or if He's showing you an area of your life that you know is not right, I tell you, you better deal with it. Because if you don't, He will. He doesn't care who, how big or how mighty. He'll deal with it if we belong to Him. Just come now. Whatever the need is. If you just need prayer about something, we'll pray with you. You need to be healed. Just come to Jesus this morning. He is the way. He's the truth. He is the life. He is God in a human body. He sits on the throne, the Son of God and the Son of Man. Blessed be the name of the Lord.
God has ordained you be here today to hear this word. You can't say I've never heard the gospel. Come let him be who he says he is. Come on. God talking to anybody about preaching? always talking to some about being born again. You have to have your name in God's book, the Lamb's book of life. It's not about the name of the church. It's about having your name in God's book. Always a good God. Somebody give him praise. He's worthy of all praise. He's worthy of all honor. I set my love on you, Lord. You're the one I love. Whatever that thing you sense, that's God drawing you. It'll make you want to hold on to the pew. So you don't make a move for God. When you take step out, He'll join you. This will be the greatest day of your life of just saying, Jesus, I'm giving it all to you. Whether that's being born again or a Christian just says, I'm giving it all to you again, Jesus. be a bigger crowd than this in heaven when we stand before Jesus.
That's a word. Your name is power. Your name Any is other words? Healing. What are you hearing your this morning? See, the body is activating the body of Christ. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a of God is really in this place. Um, let me just say this. The power of God is really in this place. And we're so blessed that he, He's here because He does not manifest like this everywhere. And there has been a sign, a manifestation of His power that I recognize and I know He wants us to see it and acknowledge it. We have been having a manifestation of the power of God before the service. It sounds like something's wrong in the sound system, but it's the Lord coming. And it's like those videos of tornadoes you see when they hit power lines, there's popping and, and sparks and explosions. And I'm saying that we have seen that manifestation. It's been the last several Sundays on the sound system and then it clears up. So the power of God is here for whatever you need. So we, you're welcome to come up. God says, come up, whatever it is. He's here. His power is manifesting in this place. There's nothing he can't do. There's nothing he can't deliver you from. There's nothing he can't heal you from. Nothing is too big for our God. And he's here. He's here right now. So don't hang back. Everything we need is in Jesus. It can be found in Jesus. Most, most of you remember James Reed. James Reed was a burnout, probably about 30-year-old, maybe not quite 30-year-old druggie that got saved. The man picked him up on the streets and led him to Jesus. And we watched him go to Uganda and be a missionary and stuff. She's going to talk about him. Well, I just told Gerald, I just kept seeing him and hearing him because that was his scripture. God laid hold to him, you know, and he realized it. And uh, he, he, he was long-haired. I mean, he was scary looking because he, he even went to Berkeley any drug that they would give him, he'd just take it. I mean, he was so burnt out with drugs that 
they, he was demonized as what it was, and he would hear the devil, I guess, speaking like from his car radio to go to Springfield and pick up some drugs or go here. You know, I mean, that's demonized when you're like that. But when we met him, he had got turned, his life turned around because, like you said, he was walking down the street at Tulsa and this young preppy preacher and his girlfriend picked him up. Now, I wouldn't have never picked him up. I mean, he, the guy was scary looking. But they did, and they told him how much God loved him. And really presented the gospel to him, and he became part of that church, totally turned around. And like he said, he went to Uganda. But here's what James, he preached that, he believed that, and when we had him up here, he did our first barn revival. And you can see his picture mugshot out there if you want to go look at it today. But we had him, and it was amazing. He knew every crook in this part of the country. They knew him. He said, the Tulsa police said, you maggot, I hope you die after they shot him. But he didn't die because God had a purpose for him. But he told me that one night down when we were down the street at the church, we had him come up. And he said, it's always going to be a fight for this church. Because he realized we are a spiritual church. You know, I was telling Wednesday night about a lady came in here one time looking for a structured church. And she wanted to know, you know, what we did. and. I got to thinking about that later. We're probably the most unstructured church that there is. But I pray that we are a spiritual church and we continue to be. Because what Debbie said, we want to keep that. We want to keep that. We want to hear what God's saying. So anyway, I just thought about James. I just kept, that's all I could hear today was him saying that. He stayed with it. Richard? I just got a got a testimony. Um, we had to. I've been reading the Book of Esther real heavy, and we uh, went like you used to say, uh, go suffering for Jesus. So we was in Branson, and uh, um, we actually went for my daughter. She uh, had a song and stage boot camp. I sent it to Angie and some a few people, but she did really good. So I was really proud of her. She got to open up for a a big theater there called the Hughes Brothers. But uh, Right when we got there, though, uh, the Sight and Sound Theater, if y'all have not heard of the Sight and Sound Theater, please, if you ever go there, go to it. It's, it's an amazing theater that has biblical principles and whatnot, and Queen Esther was playing. So I asked Chas, and I was like, Chas, I really, I really think we should go see that, really, you know? So we went and wa watched it. We haven't been to the Sight and Sound in a long time, honestly, so um, it's just crazy how vivid they, they make it, you know, uh, to uh, the word, you know, and the the thing I wanted to say was, um, it just it amazed me her her courage, her, uh, her commitment in the Lord, and how she had a heart to um, to make sure to to, to heal the, to make sure the Jews were not going to be annihilated, right? So, uh, and I, I just got to thinking what was going through her head whenever she was hoping that that scepter of of the king would go out because she could have lost her life, right? 
and the moral to it you know about Haman but uh, it was just great how she asked all the Jews to you know just to um, basically fast for three days you know and uh, it's it's just something that was on my heart because at the end of it it said that you know Haman which is he was the snake it, that's what it literally was going over and saying and so what I say that for is if there's a snake in your life or in your in your uh, in your walk with the Lord in your marriage in your in your family please let the Lord intervene and cut it out that's exactly what um, what Esther did and think of the courage she went through you know even the first time trying to make it all happen and then everything else come about and Haman tried to make sure the king done everything in his power to not go to that actual dinner that she was trying to make for for the king to go over all this with him you know the second time around though she was able to intervene and and tell him exactly what Haman was doing and who she actually was she revealed herself to him you know and it just it's crazy because Haman Haman got to he got hung on the gallows that he made for Mordecai which was that got appointed you know to be of what his what he was to the second in command so i just i just stress that to y'all i don't know the lord was beating me up with that today and i just thought that was a word that uh everybody needed to hear amen well just like esther saved a nation the lord is wanting us to step in and save a whole group of people that's being trafficked in our nation and um, there is awakening in a movie that's coming out. It's called The Song of Freedom, and it starts in the next couple of days, and I challenge you to go see that movie. It's a true story based upon a man. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it, but it's about uh, he goes and rescues kids out of the sex trafficking. And you th I, I've had a really hard time wrapping my head around that or even understanding it. But apparently there's billions of dollars being spent probably right here in this town or our state or the whole country billions of dollars being spent on the sex trafficking and um so i i believe that the lord just like he raised up esther to save a group of people he's raising up christians to stand and to be aware and to show us how to to save a whole group of kids that's being um, sold for their organs and sold for sex. So, Lord, um, I encourage you to go see the movie, and but then just to help us to show us our part of how to save these children. Angie, thank you for bringing that up. I had that <clears throat> in some of those things to read, and I read over it this morning. <clears throat> There's more slaves. You know, we've heard a lot about slavery in our country. There's more people that are slaves today than ever was. More now than ever. A lot of them kids, sex slaves. Two million for sex, two million for parts. The United States is the biggest user that's why the borders are wide open so they can get them in. I'm telling you, the high muckety-muck are involved, too. Down to the lowest, whatever that is. Lord, we stand against that. We decree that your heart is crying out for rescue of these. And I bless this 
movies about freedom. You imagine these any of these kids here? Can you imagine having a child abducted and you you live with that all your life, wondering what happened? You know, we heard the story of the two girls abducted over here around Welch and that thing 20-some years ago, and that mother is still trying to find where they might have buried them or something. She wants to go to her grave having that settled. I can't imagine the torment in the parents' heart over that. Lord, we cry out against that. Lord, that these that are orchestrating it, Lord, you dry up the money in it. Lord, you deal with them. And we pray for liberty for these captives in Jesus' name. Are we finished? I pray you have a great 4th of July. I pray you realize we have a great country because of Jesus Christ. I bless you in His name. Amen.